In today's episode, Ghana's inflation rate is at its steepest since 2009 and Namibia's economy losing steam. That and the analysis of the Kenyan budget for 2022-2023. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Kenya's budget for 2022-2023 financial year will cost Kenyans a whopping 3.3 trillion Kenya shillings. The amount is a drop from the 2021-2022 budget, which was capped at 3.6 trillion Kenya shillings. Now, in the 2022-2023 budget, some sectors had a reason to smile while others are poised for a rough season. IC Group economist Chachi Logutu analyzes the allocations and the implications. The growing debt burden has been heavily highlighted in the recent past. Is this highlighted in the budget numbers for 2022-2023? Moving into some of the metrics that um, obviously we keep track on in any given budget year, uh, we're looking at most of the public debt uh, service costs, that's uh, interest payments and also the redemptions of debts. Uh, cumulatively in the next financial year, that's coming to 1.4 trillion shillings. So that's quite elevated up from 1.2 trillion in the current financial year. And this obviously uh, keeps anyone worried about uh, Kenya's fiscal situation. Uh, so this public debt service cost at uh, 1.4 trillion, and then if you compare it with the uh, ordinary revenue, which is expected to be at around 2.1 trillion in the next financial year, uh, you are looking at something in the order of uh, 60 to 70% of that uh, going to service the debt. So in essence, for every one shilling that will be collected through tax revenue and also non-tax revenue, uh, 60 to 70 cents of that is going towards servicing the debt. So that means that it will obviously crowd out expenditures to the critical sectors of the, of the economy. And that's a worrisome con- concern. This current financial year looking at 66% of the ordinary revenue going towards servicing the public debt. So that is still being maintained even in the next financial year. Let's talk about the economic recovery and what that means for the ordinary revenue growth projections. Uh, speaking of the ordinary revenue, uh, we are looking at an increase uh, by 18%, 18%. And in aggregate term, that's around $333 billion, uh, from uh, the $1.8 trillion uh, target in the current financial year and getting into the next financial year, the target is around 2.1 uh, trillion shillings. Here, I think uh, Treasury also is banking on the uh, recovery, growth recovery in the economy uh, in the sense that even looking at the nominal GDP, nominal GDP is the value of the GDP in the economy without adjusting for that inflation effect. So from that perspective, the nominal GDP is expected to grow by 11%. And ordinary revenue growing by 18% is basically just uh, hinged on uh, economic recovery, carrying the most weight or playing the huge uh, significant chunk of this increase in revenues. So there's that perspective. And also there are a number of measures from a tax policy and also tax administration that the Kenya Revenue Authority intends to do, at least to ensure that that uh, ambitious target of 2.1 trillion is met in the next financial year. So that is what I think will play out over the next financial year. Uh, but I think that at some point, uh, Treasury, uh, the policymaker, uh, Kenya Revenue Authority, as now the 
uh, administrative unit uh, might now face reality. We are still not yet out the woods. Uh, probably some of these uh, measures that uh, they want to embark on, uh, be it from the tax policy or be it from administrative issues, may not bear much fruit. So we may go back to where we were in pre-pandemic level, whereby we were missing our revenue targets uh, year in, year out. And that uh, led to even some reduction in during the media reviews of the targets uh, in revenue that had been set. And that also now leads to increased borrowing. How impactful is COVID-19 on the budget for 2022-2023? The other thing that I saw or which is being telegraphed by the government is uh, COVID-19 is behind our back, uh, is at the back banner. Uh, In the sense that uh, we had uh, COVID-19 economics uh, recovery package, economic stimulus package, at least to unleash some of the sectors that had borne the brunt of COVID-19. But right now, there's a drastic scale back in uh, the economic stimulus package. Uh, in the last financial, in the current financial year, we are looking at 50 billion shillings. Uh, that's been slashed to 20, 21 billion shillings. So that's uh, an indicator that probably COVID-19 is behind us. And even uh, looking at the agency that was there at some point last year, in terms of getting a huge chunk of the population to be vaccinated, uh, there was a bit of some aggressiveness at some point last year, but that also has more or less uh, uh, been reduced, scaled down to the extent that a number of the vaccines that had been allocated in the country, some of them just went uh, expired because not many people uh, access them. So that's something that is also playing out within the budgetary allocation with this drastic scaled out in uh, stimulus packages. Pretty much uh, the government rate is, is like, probably we may not go the zero COVID policy route that we're seeing in Far East countries, China, Hong Kong, but there could be like a hard immunity. Uh, within the context of COVID-19. People uh, where we are in terms of our vaccination, probably the economy will just um, remain as it is or just bounce back uh, as it is with not much uh, introduction of uh, COVID-19 measures. So I think that's what even the government is trying to tell us, uh, looking at this scale down in economic stimulus package. That was IC Group economist Churchill Ogutu. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. The gross domestic product of Namibia rose by 3.3 year on year in the fourth quarter of 2021, following an upwardly revised 6.3% growth in the previous period. It is the third consecutive quarter of expansion after a pandemic-induced recession, although at a slower pace. Growth slowed primarily in mining and querying hotels and restaurants, transport and storage, and also agriculture and forestry. The Namibian economy rebounded to positive growth for the first time in two years, growing at 2.4% in 2021, compared to a contraction of 7.9% recorded in 2020 during the height of the COVID-19 pandemic. The improved performance is mainly driven by the primary and tertiary industries that recorded growth rates of 8 and 1.9% respectively. The secondary industry's performance remained weak, albeit showing signs of improvement with a 6.6% slump smaller than a double-digit contraction of 12.1% in 2020. 
Staying with Namibia, the Central Bank of Namibia has raised its benchmark repo rate by 25 basis points to 4.25% in its April 2022 meeting, in line with the South African monetary policy. Policymakers say the current stance is appropriate to continue supporting domestic economic activity while at the same time safeguarding the one-on-one link between the Namibia dollar and the South African rand. The bank noted that domestic economic activity recovered in 2021, regaining some of the lost ground in 2020, boosted by major sectors such as mining, wholesale and retail wholesale and retail trade, communication and tourism. Going forward, the domestic economy is expected to grow around 3% in 2022. Meanwhile, the annual inflation rate is at about 4.5% in February of 2022, down slightly from a three-year high of 4.6% in the prior month. Namibia's overall inflation is projected to average around 4.4% for 2022 and 4.5% in 2023, up from 3.6% registered in 2021. Ghana is back in the news. Now, Ghana's annual inflation rate accelerated for the 10th consecutive month to 19.4% in March of 2022 from 15.7% in February. This is the highest rate since August of 2009, breaching the Bank of Ghana's target band of 6% to 10% for the seventh month. Food price growth quickened to 22.4% from 17.4% in February, driven by cooking oil, water and cereal products. Non-food inflation also climbed to 17% from 14.5% on account of prices of transportation that are up by 27.6% of which fuels and housing utilities are at 21.4%. On a monthly basis, consumer prices surged by 4%, the most since January of 2016. The strong acceleration in consumer prices come after the Bank of Ghana lifted its key rate by a massive 250 basis points to 17% on March 21st, saying already high inflation was being worsened by the Russia-Ukraine war. The government also announced a flurry of spending cuts to tackle inflation, reduce the deficit and restore a depreciating local currency. And a quick look at the markets. The Johannesburg Stock Exchange All Share Index fell 0.9% to close at 73,129 on Wednesday, extending losses for the third straight session with investors weighing the risks associated with soaring inflation, central bank policies and the ongoing Ukraine conflict. On the corporate front, financials and banks were the biggest losers. Locally, Power Utility Eskom said that blackouts across the country will continue due to a shortage of generation capacity as well as heavy rains and floods lashing KwaZulu-Natal. On the data front, South Africa's retail sales unexpectedly dropped 0.9% from a year ago in February, the first decline in six months, worse than market estimates of a 1.1% price. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K-Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K-Financial. And you can find me at Diffidon.